Tech Talk, episode 24, what a VPN actually provides, read and written by your host, David Koff. The background. The title for today's episode comes from a question submitted by one of my subscribers. I think the topic of VPNs is an important one for many reasons, but as with most topics in technology, it's sometimes difficult to understand. Additionally, the marketplace is full of salespeople and marketers, so the general public is often exposed to exaggerations and sometimes even lies on this topic. As always, let's cut through the bullshit using common language and maybe a little bit of fun to help the topic of VPNs be more easy to understand. Sound good? Let's jump right in. The definition. First, if you're wondering what a VPN even is, let me explain. It's an acronym that stands for Violins Playing Nat King Cole. I'm joking, of course. I'm a joker. In reality, VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. But what the hell does that even mean? Well, let's break it down, and slightly out of order since that's easier, methinks. Network. Think of a network as a connection between at least two computers. In this case, a connection is made over the public internet between your computer or your smartphone and tablet and a second computer located in a different building, city, state, or country. That's it, really. Once two computers have connected to one another, a network is formed. Private. Now that you've established a network, you might be asking, wait, does everyone have access to this network? Well, the answer is no, because a VPN is only made available to certain individuals. Here's an example. I used to work at Nike as a systems administrator. That's a fancy title for a dweeb who manages hundreds or thousands of computers. Now, when I wasn't physically on Nike's campus, I could still log into Nike's network in order to do my job. But only those who worked at Nike had this access, not the general public. Nike's network was private, not public. Virtual. I believe it helps to think of the word virtual as a modifier to the word private. I'll explain. When I was at home or at a coffee shop and needed to log into the Nike network, I would use my own computer and the public internet. Therefore, my connection, or my network, to Nike's servers wasn't a private, but rather a virtual private network. My privacy to gain access to Nike's network was accomplished via software over the public internet and not some special secondary internet. So there it is explained, a virtual private network. Luckily, it turns out that there aren't many technical differences between the kind of VPN I used while working at Nike and the types of commercial VPN services now available to any consumer. But that doesn't stop vendors and marketers from lying about the technology, does it? And no, it does not. The exaggerations, lies, and convenient omissions. If you've ever seen an ad for a VPN service or read about people who advocate for using a VPN service, including yours truly, then you might have gone online and done a bit of research yourself. If so, then you've probably been exposed to any number of exaggerations, lies, and convenient omissions from the people who are selling you on this technology. These lies include using a VPN allows you to do whatever you want online, 
legal or illegal, without reprisal. Uh, this isn't true at all. So let's say that you're using a VPN and you decide, I don't know, to post harmful, hateful, or illegal messages on any social media platform or website. Once you've posted, your accounts on those platforms may be terminated because you're most likely violating the terms and service of those sites. If a threat you pose in your post is credible, representatives from those websites can and often do contact law enforcement and provide them with whatever digital files and evidence are available to them that you've left behind. Using a VPN doesn't magically exempt you from local, state, and federal laws that all other citizens follow. Here's a link to a fun story about a criminal who thought he could hide his disgusting and awful behavior behind the two VPN providers he employed to, quote, hide himself online. It failed. He's now in jail for 17 years. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Some VPN services don't keep logs or digital files that can trace back to individual users. Now, this is also untrue, but there's an important reason why. All computers make and keep logs by default. Commercial VPNs run on computers, and computers, by default, keep logs. So this isn't a bad thing or something to fear. Rather, the important question to ask any potential VPN service is, which logs do you keep and for how long? Common logs can track how often you log into your VPN provider and how much data you've downloaded once you've logged in. That's not usually damaging information and can be super helpful for the company that's providing you the service. But some VPN providers also log your IP address. That's kind of like a digital ID number, which you'll want to avoid. Some may also decide to implement logging to help identify problem users. Here's a link to a fun story about a quote, no log VPN provider that suddenly began keeping logs to help identify a hacker and then force that person to stop misbehaving on its systems. Your username or password can be stolen on the internet if you're not using a VPN. Well, yes, technically, but. It would be difficult to do. It requires many unknowns to be in place to be successful. And by comparison, it's much easier to steal someone's passwords via email, which is why that practice, known as phishing or spear phishing, is far more common. You are anonymous on the internet when using a VPN. Uh, no. If you bank online, use social media online, use any of Google's services online, or if you surf the web using the most common web browsers, then no, you're not anonymous at all. VPN providers have servers all over the world. Okay, this one is only partly true. Most of the companies I recommend to people do, in fact, have servers, which are just fancy, fast computers, located in scores of countries. And certainly most consumer VPN companies advertise this fact as a marketing factor to convince you, the customer, to purchase their service. But they're all not exactly truthful about the details. Servers are fast computers. Some companies claim to offer physical servers in locations where they're not actually located. Here's a link to that story. 
Others claim to offer physical servers when instead they offer virtual computers. There's nothing wrong with a virtual computer, but companies should be 100% transparent about what they offer you, but few actually are. It's a lie to say you've got a server in Saudi Arabia if what you're really offering is a virtual server that's physically located in Europe. Yes, it's a lie. I'm an affiliate or a reseller for several high quality VPN services and I can tell you that spreading lies like these does the public and the customer a great disservice. Therefore, now that you know some of the exaggerations and lies, let's examine what a VPN service can actually provide you. So, what does a VPN service actually offer consumers? Glad you asked. Reputable VPN services can and do offer solid protections for consumers who fall into any of the categories below. Benefit one, protecting your ISP from viewing the websites where you surf. Right now, your internet service provider, or ISP, has the ability, if they wish, to track what you do online. That includes documenting every website you visit while connected to the internet via their network. Yeah, I know, it's totally creepy. That information can be sold for advertising purposes, and it can also be provided to the authorities, courts, cops, and more, for certain legal purposes. Who's interested in giving away their browsing habits to any third party? Not me, Buster. So if you'd like to hide your browsing habits from companies like Comcast, Cox, and AT&T in the US, Orange SA, Telefonica, and Sky in the EU, and Vodafone or Airtel in India, then yes, browsing while using a VPN will prevent your ISP from having access to the information. Instead, your ISP will only be able to see that you're logging into a VPN, but nothing else. Pretty nice feature, I'd say. Just remember, even though your ISP won't be able to see your browsing information, your VPN service most certainly will be able to see that. So it's important to choose a VPN service that takes your safety, security, and privacy in mind. I covered this information in episode seven. Here is a link, so have a look now to learn how best to choose the right VPN service. Benefit number two, bypassing your ISP's efforts to prioritize or deprioritize certain content. In some countries, certain ISPs prioritize or restrict certain websites or content. T-Mobile, for example, slows down internet speeds for users who wish to stream video. In the United States, Comcast decided to intentionally slow down Netflix for all of its users, a super shitty move. Netflix bowed to the pressure and paid Comcast extra money to end the practice. However, if you use a VPN service, then guess what? You've got benefit number one working for you, which means your ISP can't see which websites you're visiting online. And if they can't see which websites you're browsing, then they can't decrease or increase your speed because you've chosen to visit a particular website that they don't like. Thanks, VPN. Benefit number three, bypassing the blocks that your ISP or your country uses to prevent access to certain websites. 
So let's say you live in a repressive country that doesn't allow access to things like, I don't know, a free press, women's rights, LGBTQIA rights, or even pornography. Using a VPN service can, in some cases, allow you to bypass those restrictions and surf more comfortably to any website that you might choose for yourself as a free-thinking human. FREEDOM! And while it's true that some countries, <coughs> China, can simply block access to known VPN providers, VPN providers add new servers with new IP addresses all of the time, making this cat and mouse game forever playable. Benefit number four, you can suddenly stream data from other countries' video-on-demand services. The BBC in the UK offers a ton of really cool programming that's 100% free. So does the CBC in Canada. And if I were online in the UK or in Canada, well, I'd be able to stream that free content freely and easily. However, because I'm geographically located in America, I can't stream video from those websites to my computer. Ditto if I'm a paying Netflix customer here in the States, but I'm traveling abroad and want to access Netflix Americans shows. So yeah, that's a bummer. However, if my VPN service offers me the ability to connect to one of their physical or virtual servers in, say, London or Toronto, well, I'm now virtually in the UK or Canada. And guess what? All of that free content is now available to me. And if I'm traveling abroad in the EU and I want to access my paid Netflix account back in the States, no problem. I can just connect to my VPN service and have it connect to a server that's kept in the United States, and presto, I've suddenly gained access to the shows I'm already paying for. Now, look, some video-on-demand services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and others block VPN services from accomplishing this, but again, VPN servers are being added all the time, so just make sure that you pick a VPN that offers a free trial. That way, you can test the access you need before you commit to a yearly purchase. The summary. Below is a great video from Tom Scott, a lovely and funny YouTube personality who digs into this topic with fun, clarity, and a wee bit of sass. So enjoy. And that, my friends, is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you again for reading and for being a subscriber, whether you are a free or paid subscriber. Please let me know your thoughts and questions in the comments section. Now, all subscribers can read and leave comments even my free subscribers. There's a button to view those comments below. As always, surf safe.